It's your boy Luke. Jay Breaking in here. It's your boy Reggie. What's happening? Shit. Welcome, everybody. We're so glad to have you along. I uh, want to really appreciate you for joining into the show. Last episode that we had recorded with Peach is still in the work, so we're trying to get that out for you right now. Um, really excited about the insight that he had on Coach Taggart's dismissal as well as the future of the program. Thought that we all had really good things to say on that episode. And we're looking forward to getting that out. Uh, ran into some audio issues. So that's the reason for the delay. But worst case scenario, we're going to at least be able to incorporate the clips into another show. So we're going to make that happen for you all. I um, want to give a really big thank you to Peach for appearing on the Cornerstone Boys podcast. Uh, he made a really solid guest appearance. And we look forward to having him back again. For sure, for sure, for sure. So shit, gentlemen, I think the thing that's on everybody's mind right now more than anything, at least speaking for myself, is going to be where does Florida State go with this coaching search, you know? I think that, at least speaking for myself, the reason that so many people seem to be okay with Coach Taggart's sudden dismissal was the fact that we seemed like we had a contingency plan in place, something that we had been working on for a while. Um, the beat writers, not going to name names or anything, but – as well as sauces, as Jackie would say, all the sauces. Oh, <laughs> We're saying that Bob Stoops was looking like a shoe-in yesterday. Um, that tune has kind of changed as we've progressed throughout the day. National media has kind of piggybacked off it. They're denying that he has any interest in the job. Obviously, there are countless examples of coaches denying interest in the job and then taking that very job, so I'm not – terribly worried about it but i do feel like as the time table keeps shifting the information that's being presented um keeps being altered it alarms me and i think that we have less of a chance to get coach stoops at this point what do y'all think about that so far i i agree with you that um everybody was kind of comfortable with tagger kind of moving out so quickly because they thought that somebody else was going to come in after them. And I feel like Florida State kind of thought they had somebody in the works. And things are starting to fall through right now. You can kind of see it the way kind of people are throwing out different names. And it's like, oh, this guy's coming. This guy's coming. Uh, let's just wait and see right now. Because really, we don't want to rush into getting the first person out there anyway. Because that's kind of like what we did before. And we really want to think about this because we want to just keep being hiring coaches and firing them. We want to be known as that kind of program. We want to get a quality coach and get some people around <laughs> him to support him. And that would be kind of the uh, the plan we need to move forward with. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, when, when they decided to fire him the way they did, 
I, I um, was honestly hoping and praying, like, all right, maybe Florida State's really going to do something right this time. They, yeah. must already, they must already got the real, you know what I'm saying, already got everything lined up, you know, ready to go. But um, that's nowhere near the case, though, like, at all. Like, these motherfuckers really, really acted off emotion, bro. Like, um, <laughs> I, I, I just can't even believe they did this, bro. I'm like, you know, if, if, if you was going to fire Willie, you should have let that man finish this season. Keep this, try to keep this uh, recruiting class intact. Already had who you wanted, had everything negotiated. Once you cut bait with him, you already ready to denounce somebody. Boom, you ready? You ready to keep it rolling? But kids decommitting. Uh, heard that there could be a coach or two telling kid telling kids to decommit. You know, probably because they. They don't like the way they they, they partner was fired. Yeah. No, it's, it's a real shit show right now, bro. It's a real shit show. It's got to be Bob Stoops or Bus because you, you some of the names I'm hearing, you talk about James Franklin maybe being a candidate. He at Penn State. You see where they ranked that? Yeah. They either going to be in the playoff or they going to be in the New Year's Six Bowl. And to be honest, He's in the New Year's Six Bowl. Florida State maybe might make a bowl. Why leave PSU to come to FSU? I mean, honestly, bro. True. Yeah. Why? Now, literally 30 minutes before the show had started, they had released the ESPN rankings, and you have for the college football playoff, Penn State's the fourth seed, man. Like, they're in the college football playoff right now. This is a team that's struggling to find 500. I agree 100% with you. I see no reason whatsoever that James Franklin <laughs> James Franklin, would want to leave a program that has a facility such as Beaver Stadium that seats 110,000 people. It seats the most people of any stadium in the country, if I'm not mistaken, even more than the big house. Um, Brett might have to fact check me on that because he's the Michigan fan. But if I'm not mistaken, Penn State has the largest capacity stand in the country. They have amazing facilities. They have a booster base that, while they're, you know, we we saw it be publicized with the dreadlock comment. They don't seem like they're all the uh, the friendliest of people, but they do put their money where their mouth is. And Florida State seems to be struggling between the tide of deciding what they want to do with their lives. You know, do they want to invest this money? this capital into their their personnel and into their facilities and then to, you know, to upgrading Florida State University Athletic Department, which now has a, apparently a partnership with the Booster Association that I did not know about. That's a fascinating wrinkle. Yeah. But, I mean, what, like, what are we doing, y'all? And really, I, I didn't like the leaking the news out about Taggart on Sunday. Like, that was kind of, that could have waited till Monday if they were going to do that. It didn't have to come out on a Sunday because usually the uh, the team not really tweeting or nothing, making no news on Sunday, especially after a loss. And then for them to come out and just say, yeah, we about to move on from Tagger. It was a big wow. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, shit, waiting another day don't even mean nothing if you ain't even have a damn plan. And plan. Well, 
Exactly. These motherfuckers, dog, they are, they are terrible at this shit, bro. Well, this is what happens when you don't have a, when you don't have a real AD. Yes. One thing. Look. You 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 got to figure out what you want to do. Is the ad man gonna be in charge of getting the coach, or is the boosters gonna be in charge? Like who? Somebody somebody needs to to, to pick what they got to do and do it. You know, like it's just a oh man, I don't know. It's just so frustrating, man. These people make all this money and they just seem like they might be the most incompetent fucks ever in the world, man. When it comes to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right on that too. Well, you want to get paid a lot of money, man, to fuck up the money like this, bro. Like this is ridiculous. They can pay me to come do it. I can get high and fuck your money up all day. <laughs> you can pay me half what you paying me, motherfucker. I'm just saying. You come in here and fuck some shit. Up. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, mean? I can send wrong emails all day. Fuck yeah. you. Mean? <laughs> I mean, this is the damn stoners episode shit. We all could smoke around, fuck around, get up in that office and probably do more than what they're doing right now. I had seen Big James make a tweet about Coburn being Kaiser Soze, question mark. James didn't make a statement. He asked a question if he was, you know, so I'm not falsely accusing of anything. And we, me, I'm going to speak for myself. I was very excited by that notion. Like maybe this dumb, seemingly dumb motherfucker who's the interim DM who has not done a damn thing right since he's got there. I was like, maybe he's, he's playing dead. Maybe he's had a master plan all along. They've actually been, you know, putting stuff in the works for however long. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not since the Virginia Tech game, because that's just awful. But hopefully once they made the decision, they had gotten all their ducks in a row, and they were just going to be ready to execute. And to answer, go back off of what you said, Jay Break, I think firing someone Lord's Day is despicable to be honest. And the only thing that would have made it acceptable would have been if they had a plan in place and they were trying to get Bob Stoops introduced by ASAP to salvage this recruiting class. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've already made it... I know I'm panicking, but we've made it a few days into the process already, and I'm just already over all... I'm over the coaching search bullshit. I'm over the rumor mills, the fakes, the sauces. You know, I have enough sauce. I got barbecue sauce, Mediterranean, honey barbecue, sweet and sour. Like, I don't need the athletic. I don't need Feldman. I don't need none of that shit, bro. Like, I want to know that Florida State has a plan. Because if we don't have a plan, then we are, the problem is a lot bigger than Coach Taggart. Exactly. And that's what's making the national media, and that's just, that's the shit that's pissing me off. Cause you got the people, the college game days, and they're oh Florida State this, Florida State that. We're not gonna talk about them, but then they turn around the next few days, and all the headlines are oh Florida State this, this this and that, and that fucking guy Kurt uh, Herbstreit, man, he's a fucking idiot, bro. Like, just shut the hell up, man. Like, what he said first about um, the guys wanting to fight and stuff, that was kind of okay. But then it was like he went back on his statements and was like, well, they were doing this so Tagger could get fired. Like, what? Come on. 
Reggie, what do you think about Kurt Herbstreit, man? Um, when we were good, Kurt, Kurt was one of our biggest, uh, one of our biggest, you know, positive critics. Even when you know ESPN and the rest of motherfuckers, Paul Feinbaum, I was hating on us, Kurt. Mm-hmm. And, and when Willie first got here, you know, Kurt was trying to, and then you know he just started seeing how the shit start looking on the field and. Yeah, you know, his, his opinion kind of changed. And, and then plus, you know, he got to do his thing for TV and all that. Yeah. And basically what he was saying with with the whole Willie thing, they knew this was a dumpster fire. And then like, Florida State not investing the right amount of um, money and, having, and, and putting the right amount of resources behind Willie, uh, it did kind of it did kind of set him up to fail. Um, yeah. Once he couldn't bring his staff from Oregon, from my understanding, they were saying like Levitt, Crystal Ball, you know, they they they, they organized things. Willie's not an organized guy. He's really not. And um he needed top notch, you know, level headed guys around him for the mistake for this thing to work. Him trying to be the him trying to be the mastermind. Just wasn't a, just wasn't ideal, and um, like I say, Florida State didn't do their part either, and nobody can deny the fact that what you saw on that field was just not uh, good football. Well, um, oh yeah, the whole fucking game. I mean, like what, like what Cobra said, uh, that Miami game did remind you of Virginia Tech, like. That's scary, bro. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a lot of the same shit. It was dumb dumb penalties, stupid fucking play calling, missed assignments, ten men on the field on punt. Come on, you can't man. even get you can't now, even get this team shit. right. Man. Practice this shit. We practice this shit. Come on, man. Like five men in the backfield. Within two drives of one another, twice receivers not fucking lining up. Like, come on, simple shit. That is all coaching. That's all, bro. That's small. That's minor details. That means you guys don't give a fuck. Focus on the minor details. You guys don't like browse the and, and browse doesn't have any type of. And when they put that report out that they was questioning about how much time guys were putting in, you know, that's Browse. Browse is not used to Florida, not used to being at a school like Florida State and how much pressure and how much time it, time it takes that you probably really should be breaking down film and doing this and that and really preparing. Browse just has his plays, dude. He's going to call them. And it just is what it is, man. And... It's no strategy. It's no nothing to the shit, bro. Right. At all. Yeah, that makes sense, bro. Because when you think about it, like, there was literally no improvisation that occurred whatsoever in the second half of the Boise State game. There was no innovation the first half against Virginia. There was nothing that happened in the second half against ULM. 
I mean, the man, his offense is stagnant. If he's unable to get those pre-scripted plays to work, then he's he all he relies upon are gimmick plays. And yep. you know who does that? You know who does that kind of thing? Like a Division two school that's coming in here, or FBS school that's trying to com- motherfucking upset somebody. Yeah. You know, they rely on gimmick plays because they're not talented enough to win straight up. When have you ever seen Florida State not be talented enough to just line up? I mean, maybe you know, like two thousand and eight, two thousand nine against Florida. Like you knew walking into those games, we were just not the better team, and we were going to get our asses whooped. Maybe Clemson last year and this year, but other than those games in the history of Florida State, I can't ever remember us lining up against from a team and knowing we were going to get smoked. Yeah, no, no, that, that's that's never. We could pro- we could say like, man, you know, we can lose this one, but saying that we was going to get blowed out. Nah. I mean, we was around here worried. We were around here worried about playing. North Carolina State. We worry about Virginia, Virginia Tech, and all like we worried about Wake Forest. Seriously, dude, we've been in a dog fight two years in a row with confidence builder games. These games with this, we supposed to go out, put up 60, 70 points, build your confidence up, <laughs> work out, work some kinks out of shit you've been wanting to try in the game and shit. Dude, we in fucking dog fights with motherfucking <laughs> schools. We pay to play. Paid him to come play us. Shit, crazy. Like, I, 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 I do feel like I'm gonna keep it up, but keep it a buck. You know, black coaches do not get the amount of time to build a program as white coaches. That part. But Willie didn't do anything when it came to the wins and losses and all that other shit to help himself out, bro. Yeah, we knew who was on the way out. It's just the way it was done. It's just the way it was done. And a lot of people don't see that shit. So us speaking up on it is kind of letting them know, yeah, we saw it. (laughs) You know, like we all support. I mean, I'm not saying all of us, but I think vast majority of the fan base did not feel that he was equipped for the job any longer. But... The timing of it was definitely suspect. Um, and then we have to go back to, you know, things that predate the firing. Like you're talking about Reggie. The man never got the full support from the administration to begin with. He never did. Jimbo at least started seemingly with full support. But Willie never got it from the beginning. And like you said, that is something that is characteristic of uh, an unfair card being dealt to black coaches, and it's important that we speak on that. Yeah, because um, from my understanding, there was there was all it was a split when he was hired amongst the boosters, anyways, and that's why a lot of stuff. That's why first year um, recruiting budget gets cut, and um, I believe this year some more some more money was cut because some high level boosters. It's just like, you know, we're out until this guy's up out of here. Like, we're, we're, we're done. We're done. We're not we're not giving any money. We're not contributing money. We're doing nothing. And when me and Luke was in the game Saturday, he pointed right up to the Champions Club. He said, you see that? He said, that's the problem right there. Those so empty seats. 
Yeah, yeah. And then you see that every day game is that one section in the Champions Club where it's like nobody sits at. Shit's crazy. I'm glad you guys see that shit, too. The Champions Club, I'm <laughs> telling you, like... You guys see that shit, too. If I'm not mistaken, our capacity used to be 83,000 before mm-hmm. the Champions Club. And they just put that shit there. They and it's 79,000. It so we lost 4,000 possible seats. And you can't really hear none of those motherfuckers. And then, you know, none of them attend to begin with. It's ridiculous. Bunch of spoiled, rich motherfuckers that all they want to do is sit home and talk on their keyboard. And and it's really nice in the Champions Club, too. I'll never watch a game in the Champions Club, though. Unless it's fully paid for or I'm, I'm invited <laughs> by somebody. And, like, even then I still probably wouldn't want to. You know, I like my seat. It's, I like being able to actually affect the game. I like the, the, hey, yeah, it's, it's kind of like when you sit in the Champions Club, it's kind of like you're excluded from the actual game. You're up on another level. You're not like where the real fans are at, closer to uh, the action. Exactly. I mean, I've never been up there, so I can't speak on it. But from what I can see, some of it is like kind of closed in. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you can't even hear those fans cheering. And then it's like the bar is like way in the back, way in the back of it. So it's kind of like you you drinking away from it and you watching the TVs to see the game. You kind of not like looking on the field. Yeah, there's just there's no point in that, in my opinion. I mean, why spend all that money to go and do that? You want to be having home field advantage at Doak is something that we have not had. And a minute. I mean, the we were really Reggie. I don't know. We were damn loud against Miami to begin that game. That's the loudest I've heard it since the Clemson game in 2014. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, the stadium was packed too. That yeah. stadium was rocking. Yeah. You know, the fans did their part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Team just didn't, just Team didn't, just didn't, just didn't do their part. Yeah. You think the rivalry would have would have would have uh, kind of sparked the guys a little bit, but it was like once they realized that they weren't competing with them, they kind of gave up. It was that one play where you saw the one guy; he had just threw his hands up. He wasn't even trying to uh, tackle him. He threw his hands up. And, and, and guess what? And that's a, and that guy and that kid was an older guy. He's supposed to be a leader. You and want Levante Taylor got burnt on that play? They're sitting there looking at each other. You want to go to the NFL and you guys sitting there complaining instead of making a damn play. It's shit crazy. One of the saddest things I think that I've ever seen as a Florida State fan is the regression of Levante Taylor from Jimbo Fisher to Willie Taggart. He used to be a beast. Man. I mean, pro football focus, if I'm not mistaken, had him rated as a top five safety his year with Jimbo in 2017. Because I remember his rating was like a 91.9. It was out of this world. Um, Stafford said he played good as a, um, as a true freshman in 17. You're right. Barnett's not a good DB coach. Oh, <laughs> At all. He got to do better. Because the DB's been playing like this the whole season. Well, something that just people got on we got to understand, too, with some of these decisions, Browse makes all the decisions on quarterbacks. He the one chose to, to put Alex Hornibrook out there 
against an athletic Miami team like that. So you guys think we should have went with Blackman? Just but you had you had to just because just because he could stretch the field. Them, bo- them, them boys played. Them boys rushed their front four. They stayed in a zone. When they had safety so far back, he on could, some of them that, plays, though, they, they could have fielded a punt, man, because they wasn't worried about anything going over 15, over, over 15 yards behind them. They wasn't worried about it. They know Alex Hornibrook could not make those throws, so they kept everything in front of them. And it was easy. And they, just, and they just and they just pent their ears back and they just rushed his ass. <laughs> they had hella sacks, yeah. <laughs> Every time we turned around, it was another sack. We got sacked nine times. That's the most in franchise history. Offensive line. Like, where is your heart at? Like, you're supposed to be nasty as an offensive line. Like, it's a rivalry game. You just gonna let them dominate you like that? They don't dominate nobody else like that at all. You just gonna let them just total, just totally dominate y'all like that? Didn't really start happening until Minshew fucking stayed in two drives too many when he was gimpy as fuck, going around like a drunken sailor, just limping on a peg leg. And then Scott brought his ass in and ain't do a damn thing. Like not a damn thing. It's but by that time when Scott came in, Miami had already taken advantage of what was going on with Minshew, and they had got momentum, and they got in their groove, and they just got off their blocks and got in there and got to the quarterback the rest of the game. And then Hornibrook, you know, Stone Man. I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner. That's man, it, for a song. Man, right? man DSA, he was so excited when he knew he was going to have a stationary quarterback to go with <laughs> I'm going to say it right here. Like, y'all really going to do this? Like, this is what y'all going to do today? Oh, okay, cool. I'm ash- I feel ashamed of myself for clamoring for Hornybrook earlier in the season. I really do. Well, Although, he, I'm a, yeah. I, no cap, he would have beat Wake Forest. Yeah, he had a few games. And then it was like, I can't. Wake Forest defense isn't good. He definitely could have beat Wake Forest. Wake Forest defense was not good. They gave up 60-something points to Louisville. But think about that. That's a weird dynamic. So we think that James Blackman, who did poorly against, in my opinion, he did poorly. He was 27 for 43 that game, but he only had one, was it one touchdown and one interception? Um, so it wasn't, it was like for 200 something yards. It was not that impressive. Um, so we think that James Blackman would have done good against a bad def- or a great defense, Miami, but he did bad against a bad defense at Wake Forest. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> so, Miami's bad defense think... isn't great, but it's, it's more aggressive than, it's more aggressive than a Wake Forest defense. Only reason why he gave you a better shot is because. His arm is is strong enough to make you you run different routes. You 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 do you you give the defense make the defense have to you make you to make the defense break playing their man package like they usually do. You got your shots with Terry. Could have mm-hmm. took some shots with Young. I mean, you could have started calling some cross the routes that they hit us on. 
You could have ran them same routes, but you couldn't run those with Hornybrook. He can't make those throws. You had no chance of making any splash plays with you know in 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 the passing game. It was easy. I mean, I don't I, I don't know what people want, bro. Well, who do we want to start the final three games? Blackman, right? Um, he definitely he definitely needs to play against the Boston College and definitely against the Florida if you want to have a chance for Alabama, for Alabama State if you want. But like I say, just with you know, he ain't the smartest with the ball, but. So at least he can stretch the fucking field, bro. And browse like browse has a vertical offense uh, when he's not throwing the ball, you know, side to side. Shit. Jay Black is one and zero against the Gators too. Can't yeah. have UT the last week, so I say we go with Blackman from the start. Let's talk about the Boston College game because we didn't really get to it in the other pod. Um, so they actually have two running backs that lead the country in terms of total yards combined. One of them has almost 1,200, and the other has almost 700. Shit. So I think we're going to get a heavy run attack on Saturday. How do you guys see our defense stacking up against that? The linebacker's already iffy. It's going to be this is- um, Yeah. Yeah, because DJX is out. I can't believe I'm saying that, like, almost positively, but... Our linebacker play was so sorry against Miami. I feel like, you know, he's just, a, he is a big body. That's all he is. Mm-hmm. He at least would plug holes, you know? So I, I see what you're saying about that. What do you it's think? It's going to depend on, um, it's going to depend on the off- how effective offense is. If the offense allows the defense to rest and they don't have to, they don't have to keep getting pounded by them boys, you know on a consistent basis, then it gives you a better chance. But if our offense isn't clicking, we going three and out, and we doing shit like that, mm. the boys have to keep hitting the motherfucker like A.J. Dillon, like, dog, like, I don't give a damn who you is. You're going to wear down. You're going to get tired of taking that contact. Yeah. So, um, offense really going to have to you know, put some drives together, give the defense time to rest, um, get off the field when it's time to get off the field. That's really what it's going to come down to. Boston College doesn't have their starting quarterback. I mean, so they're going to be really run, you know, no run heavy. So if you stop the run and you make them one-dimensional and have to pass it, oh, God, our DBs are just so trash. You can't even, <laughs> you can't even be confident with making them because we stopped Miami from really running. And guess look what they did. They started passing. <laughs> on ass, bro. Oh, we oh, – like, uh, gotta see, bro. Uh, hopefully, uh, Odell puts some fire under the asses because usually he don't have no shit because uh, he keep it old school. So they're gonna respect Odell. OG. Yeah, that's a good point. Like Odell is kind of like that father figure you respect. You know what I'm saying? And like you get in line for. I bet he changed some behaviors over this week for damn sure. Yeah, he's not gonna have none of that. That. Bullshit. Yeah, I think Willie. Willie's too laid back, man. I, they said they said he was. They said he could be fiery and all that right there, but I just think, <laughs> I don't know. I think Willie was just too laid back, dog. 
Um, and, and, and I just never seen fire and no fire in our boys, man. I just never seen it. Just didn't see that fire. You know, when we was winning with Jimbo, them boys had a certain type of attitude about themselves, like a certain type of swag. Y'all can't beat us. It was a y'all can't beat us swag. And yeah. 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 They they wasn't doing all they wasn't doing all the extracurricular the fighting and shit and all that no they was whooping your ass on the field field they weren't doing yeah. all that other extra shit y'all want to win the after the whistle no win nigga win in, you know what I'm saying in between the motherfucking lines that's what you need to be winning nigga. <laughs> something very new and exclusive we're doing from the corner tonight is going to be a corner store boys jaguars panel with jaybreak 23 and with your boy reggie it's about to be lit gentlemen this weekend we went to london i'm sure the team had a lot of fun off the field on the field not so much we lost 26 to 3 to the houston texans who were led by deshaun watson who had a really good game also, the running back just destroyed us. Just, I don't get it. Gardner Minshew imploded in the fourth quarter with two interceptions. I don't know why he has regressed, but he seems to just be really wishy-washy. Um, and now, today, it was announced that Nick Foles is actually going to be the starter uh, against the Colts once we come off of our bye. I want to get... Uh, you guys' thoughts on the loss to the Texans, the decision to go with Foles over Minshew, and then anything else that might be standing out to you with the franchise right now? I actually thought the defense kind of played pretty good, depending on uh, what's, what's happened with uh, Ramsey leaving. Uh, we could have did better, but uh, the way that Minshew – was playing it was like Florida State the defense was on the field the whole game so it's like they had no choice but to give up points but um AJ Bouye he covered Hopkins pretty good I don't think Hopkins had any uh touchdowns or uh breakaway catches but um we gotta get better on offense and that starts with Fournette he didn't do anything and uh I've been expecting him to kind of be a lot better, and he's been expecting himself to be a lot better and kind of put points on the board because he's been getting a lot, a lot of yards, and he hasn't been seeing the end zone. And it's like we need him in the end zone for us to win these games, and we've been losing these divisional games. That was the Texans, yeah. We needed to win that game. We got the Colts up next, so... We need Leonard Fournette to be ready. And I'm pretty sure Foles will be ready. He didn't have time to uh, heal with his uh, injury. And uh, he playing pretty good the first game he came out. So I think the offense should be ready. 
but we need Fournette. What do you think, Reg? Uh, I need I need Fournette to to put cleats on and stop uh stop going out there running with them Tims on. What that's that's what it looked like he got on his feet when he running right there. This shit. <laughs> he running with the Tims. <laughs> like he got on a pair of wheat Tims, man. Um. Gardner Minshew had a bad game, but I'm going to tell you one thing that people ain't really pointing out. Nick Foles will be back on IR again if that offensive line blocked the way it did on Sunday for uh, Gardner Minshew in that game. Nick Foles, um, shit going to get broke again real quick. Offensive line is a choke, though. Uh, I swear it's like FSU and the Jaguars offensive line play. It's so hard to watch it. I watch that shit two times a week on Saturday and Sunday. It's, just, <laughs> it's ridiculous, bro. Um, yeah, losing losing Ramsey. Uh, it's showing, but um, I I you know our linebacker play is is uh we don't have any really good linebackers like that. We overpaid Miles Jack. Um. We was trying to get pressure. Watson took what they, what 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 we was giving them, and like you said, the running back was just shredding them. Uh, that might have been Carlos Hyde's best game in a few years, right there. It's crazy, he never did that shit for us when he played for us. I know, right? <laughs> Turn yeah, around. yeah, he, he definitely, he definitely never ran like that. I was happy when he got his ass stripped of that touchdown. You finna run that touchdown? He got his ass stripped. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was good shit up for the defense right there. Yeah, I like that hustle play right there. But um, we'll see how, how everything look. Hopefully, um, Westbrook can get Diddy Westbrook can get healthy over this bye week. I know Sharp was kind of banged up, and just hopefully uh, this O line get it together. But I mean, shit, we drafted a offensive lineman from from Florida in the second round. So I mean, what do you expect? Jesus Christ. We got to stop drafting them damn Florida players, man. Man, Tom Coughlin just has just just has an infatuation with him, though. I mean, he's hit on some, but, boy, he's – I still feel like he, he – I mean, no, he's missed on way more than he's hit on. Way more, yeah. And really, the only one I count is fucking Fred Taylor. And that wasn't him. He was a coach. He wasn't a GM. Yeah. All he's got is fucking Taven Bryant. Well, 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 you, well, you know what Tom was here. Tom was – you know, we didn't have a traditional GM um, at that time, so Tom Tom handled that shit back in the day. So drafting Fred was on Tom. Okay, well he got a damn home run. All right, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mike Peterson. I mean, yeah, you know, a couple, a few more, but Fred is the most, uh, the highly noted, yeah, and and, and the best one. Like, I mean, Freddie too. Yeah. Yeah, he took that motherfucker now. Best player in Jaguars history. Yeah, that motherfucker Freddie T wasn't. I mean, that motherfucker Freddie take that bitch, take a motherfucker, you know, 89, 80, 90 yards on a bitch in a minute, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one play where uh, he had kind of, uh, it was a close game. He had uh, ran over Mike Doss. And uh, I had remember they had the little interview before the game, and Mike Dawson was talking shit about him. So Fred Taylor had kind of ran him over, and he had looked back at him, and then he ran into the end zone, 
And I was like, yeah, this guy legit, man. That motherfucker 2-8 was a motherfucker, man. Hell yeah. So, do you think we'll beat the Colts? Um, I, I don't think uh, Jacob. I don't know. They, they shouldn't have uh, Brissett. I don't think. I think he's hurt. Um, Hoyer would be the quarterback. He played pretty well. Um, coming in, even though they lost, um, he threw. They got no Ty Hilton either. So, Ebron always beat on the Jaguars. Hell yeah! I can't stand that motherfucker. I start him on my fantasy team, and he never does shit. And then whenever he plays the Jaguars, he goes for like three tubs. Yeah, I I need somebody to cover Ebron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you basically think it's dependent on who starts at quarterback, who's going to win the game? Uh, I was just pointing out so much ago. I mean, our defense come to play, and if you know, our O-line decides they want to block some people and like I said, Fournette can put some cleats on and, um, you know, move his feet, you know, uh, speed it up a little bit. Um, hopefully Foles isn't rusty and ready to go. You know, we made some things happen. I like it. It's in Indianapolis? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, it's in Indianapolis. I think they have a better chance of winning. Because it's there for I, by they I mean us actually the Jaguars I think we have a better chance of winning indoors. You're right. They got that nice indoor uh, what you call it stadium. Mm, Lucas Oil Stadium. If if Fernet can get in the end zone, we, we'll win the game. But if he don't get in the end zone, we'll lose the game. I agree. That's a solid prediction, bro. I remember, I like yeah, in, tw- in 2017, you remember Fournette went the fuck off. It was like, I think he had 181 yards when we won 27 to nothing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the regression of that guy. Now, granted, the whole line and all that great, but still, like, that guy don't break. That guy don't break one-on-one open field tackles, nothing, dog. Like, <laughs> Nah, he has no elusiveness whatsoever, bro. Oh, man. We draft, he drafts him at number four. Dalvin Cook was right again. Cook was good. We need to get that boy to Watson for Taylor. Man, we could have got, got Watson and we could have got Cook in, in, that, in that draft, though. Um, good that shit. Nah, the worst one ever is when we got Taven Bryant instead of Lamar Jackson, who was the next. Oh, one. man. I mean, that was – but if you would have went on here and had Deshaun yeah. Watson, that would have been the makeup. That would have been a good makeup. But well, I was sure – I was so mad that we didn't um, take Lamar Jack, though. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, um, hot take. I think he's going to be the replacement for Tom Brady. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be the replacement for Tom Brady in New England. Mm. Belichick get what he wants. Because you know the the old offensive coordinator for New England, Bill O'Brien? He's Mm -hmm. the Texans head coach. And he's the one who works with Deshaun Watson. So he's already going to be groomed to fit in the Patriots system. So 
come on in here and run this championship offense. Sony Michelle will have an extension by then. They'll still have James White. They'll Sanu is young. He's a good core receiver. That'd be crazy. The Patriots. It's gonna be like Patriots 2.0. Bill Belichick says he wants to coach another five years. Like, let's go. So we Texas uh, ain't letting Deshaun Watson walk out that city. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. They ain't letting him walk out that city. Yeah. They, locking, they locking him up. They ain't stupid. Oh yeah? Bro, they've been wait they've been they've been trying to get a quarterback f- since forever. For twenty years since the franchise yeah, started. Finally happened, man. That dude ain't getting up out of Houston. Yeah, Brady said he playing about two more years. I don't trust that. <laughs> Looking at him against the Ravens the other night. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you're right. The Ravens did. Oh, man. I, I, hey, everybody have, everybody have an off night, man. Have an off game. I mean, look, look at the first seven games before that shit. Like, come on now. Like, and, and they'll meet each other in the playoffs. And and, and and the Patriots stay in Foxborough, and they be done beat. They be beat the dogs out the motherfucking Ravens in the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't even think. Well, because they'll play them in New England, and it's gonna be cold. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And he yeah. had an off night, but he's still Thomas J. Brady, bro. And and uh, don't ever forget that shit. I can't stand this motherfucking ass, but he good, goddamn. Not gonna say he's not good, but we hate it. <laughs> I like the motherfucker. He, hey, bro, he's really good at social media, too. Yeah, he's pretty good at it. You know, oh, something we need to talk about. Let's talk about Antonio Brown spending his Halloween retweeting all of his haters' <laughs> photos of him dressing up, of them dressing up in clown face with Antonio Brown jerseys. He gave a personalized comment on every retweet. What the fuck are you doing, bro? That's how you're spending your Halloween? Bro, I ain't trying to get that clown right there. None of my time, man. I just don't understand that guy right there, bro. Some they got to check his head, bro. I think he, I think his CT already flourishing for real, bro. I think that hit Ber- uh Burfitt put on him, bro. Really, re- really knocked his shit loose, man. And it never really got back right. He be doing a lot of suspect stuff lately. He's got a lot of time on his hands, though, so. Bro, too much time on his hands, bro. Man, I just thought it was sad. Like, you know, I, anybody that knows me knows I like AB. I wish he was still on the Patriots. I wish he was still flourishing, but. He's not. He honestly be great on the Jaguars. Tony Totem. But yeah. I digress. So the big matchup on Sunday night is the Vikings against the Cowboys. That's pretty interesting. What do y'all see going on with that one? Dallas. I got the Vikings, man. I got the Vikings. Cowboys. Them boys suspect. What do you mean, bro? They just won last night by like 30, 20 points. That was a love game. Yeah, that was a love game, man. Plus, they sunk they their cat up down their field, bro. That's it. <laughs> the black cat. <laughs> Jerry Jones ain't shit. 
<laughs> you think Jerry Jones with the black cat on the field? Man, Jerry Jones ain't shit, boy. <laughs> Man, I think I think the Cowboys are gonna beat the Vikings. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Has Dalvin Cook ever played well in a big game? What do you mean? Like in a game, like in a prime time game, like against the Packers, or that's pretty much the only time the Vikings usually get prime time. Well, he played really well on Thursday um, last the other week against the Redskins. So yeah, Dalvin might show up to play. Diggs still playing too, right? Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. playing. Thielen's injured though, but I Thielen think hurt. He's, yeah, he's hurt, but I think he still might play. I want to say Zay's still over there too, isn't he? Rose. Xavier Rose? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm thinking of the joint. Xavier Rose and lost a step, boy. That boy, that boy, they're starting to look like burnt toes out there, boy. <laughs> he a big dude and lost a step, man. Receiver starting to see it. I want to transition to a new segment. I want to talk Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> so somebody was stabbed last night in Maryland while in line trying to get a Popeye's chicken sandwich, and they actually died from the injuries. Reg, I saw you slander the chicken sandwich on Twitter, and I felt some type of way, but I'm going to let it slide. We just actually went, and how long was it, like an hour? We had to wait to go get our chicken sandwich? Yeah. But, like, yeah, this Popeye's craze, it's back in full force, and I'm here for it. Y'all know I went viral as Popeye's Poppy doing the Lord's work. My tweet got, you know, it did numbers, 140,000. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Reg, wh- why do you not like the chicken sandwich? I need your review. Bro, it's just, I, I honestly just don't see where all the hype is from. I, 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 I got the sandwich. Before the first time, before it got real hyped up and all that, and I just didn't see anything special about it or what, what made it stand out more than any other chicken sandwich. To be honest with you, so that's just all it is. And I damn sure ain't gonna go wait in no line for that motherfucker. Yeah, I really think it's it's just uh, social media got it to take off, and then it's. It's really a whole bunch of people that haven't tried it that's trying to get the Popeyes and get it. I don't think yeah. it's people that already got it. Maybe, but I think it's a lot of people that's just trying to get to it and taste it to see how good it is. And I'll let y'all know, too. These motherfuckers ran out worldwide, and all of a sudden, five months later, they got <laughs> enough chicken to to... To automatically be supplying the whole world again. Look, I'm letting y'all motherfuckers know y'all eating fucking science experiments. I ain't fucking chicken y'all ass eating. Now y'all keep fucking around if you want to, but uh, go right ahead. Thank your ass eating motherfucking chicken if you want. Okay. Shit, that's exactly what we're about to do. To be honest, we we got some Popeyes chicken sandwiches waiting on us, courtesy of Popeyes unofficial. Oh, well, y'all niggas, well, y'all niggas eating beaver meat, nigga. Y'all ain't even know it, nigga. <laughs> hey, call me Chris Benoit, then. I want all that steroid shit. 
Yeah. Hey, man. But this is like, it's just a viral sensation, like you said, Jay Break. It's crazy how it just took off. And But I will speak on something. I have seen a lot of repeat customers. Oh, yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a healthy mixture of both. But, like, I definitely agree that the majority of it is the first time people that are trying to, like, show that they went and ate the sandwich and things like that. It's definitely a viral success. Because I'm not going to waste my hour, my hour lunch break sitting in the line and get the chicken sandwich. I'm going to go get something else. Leroy and I did not. I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A app, bro. I'm going to go ahead go ahead and pay for my spicy chicken sandwich meal. Tap. I hit, I'm here when I get to that motherfucker. Walk in, grab my bag, my drink. I'm gonna get back in my motherfucking vehicle, bro. I'm out. So I'm. That's just. That's just what the fuck. That's just what the fuck. Reginald gonna do. That's what Reginald gonna do. Hey. Ah, uh, so we got a little bit of a franchise war, right? I mean, Chip Fil A the better franchise. Don't get me wrong. I hate. No, we, we, no, we don't I'll have a franchise war because neither one of them paid me a dime. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, I ain't got to wait an hour for my chicken sandwich. But you don't get the same chicken sandwich. The Popeye chicken sandwich, is like twenty times better. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I got a and I got a twenty times better chance of living longer than your motherfucking ass too when I eating that shit. Man, you really believe it? Like the conspiracy theory shit. No motherfucking conspiracy theory. Motherfucker, I'm just a realist, and I got common fucking sense. You ain't gonna tell me it took you five months, motherfucker, to kill enough chickens, motherfucker, to supply the whole. All right, okay, 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 okay. Shit, I'm hesitant now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'm still gonna eat it. No, eat up, man. Eat up, niggers. Eat up, niggers. Eat up, niggers. Eat up. <laughs> All right, man. We had a really good show today. We talked about the Jaguars, Sunday night's game, and Popeye's chicken sandwich. Oh, man, I'm so hungry. Anyways, really appreciate Jay Break and Reggie for coming on the pod tonight and look forward to doing this again on Friday. All right, we out.